Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Lacrosse Bucket Podcast. The World Indoor Lacrosse Championships have finished up pool play, round robin play, group play, whatever you want to call it. I'm your host, Tanner Demling. Let's get into things here and break this down. So, pool play done at the WILC. As always, Canada, Iroquois, move on to the semis. And then it will be <clears throat> excuse me, USA and Israel move on to the quarterfinals. So the top, so Canada number one, Iroquois two, USA three, Israel four, England five. And the blue group, Netherlands and Czech Republic play tonight, Tuesday night at 5 p.m. The, their time. So about... About 8 o'clock all the time, uh, Eastern Time. Two Netherlands, Czech Republic, one of that will play face USA. One of that one will face the Iroquois in the semifinals. England and Finland will play to uh, find out who plays Israel in that second quarterfinal game. England, Finland, one of Israel and whoever wins that game. We'll play Canada in the semifinals, and then Canada uh, and Iroquois, obviously, already in the semifinals there, as mentioned. They will likely move on to the semifinals in a rematch of a fantastic game that we saw last night between the two, and I'll talk about that here at the end. Um, I want to go over the other brackets as well. So this is kind of confusing how they have this set up. <laughs> um uh, but basically, so, the championship bracket is what I just went over, and then you have the ninth and 10th place bracket, so that's the second tier, so basically, everyone else who didn't make it into, uh, the top, who didn't win their group, or the teams that were not in the blue group, go into this bracket, so, in that bracket, you have Australia, Ireland, Germany, and Serbia, that have moved on to the semifinals of that 10th and 9th place bracket. Excuse me, the quarterfinals of those brackets. Of that bracket. Scotland and Hong Kong play in the first round game to play Australia. Slovakia and Costa Rica play in a first round game to play Ireland. Sweden Switzerland play in a first round game to play Germany. And Austria and Mexico play in a first round game to play Serbia. Now, I'm gonna go over real quick the uh, <clears throat> the uh, and I want to talk about this because this is a stupid rule. I understand why they have it, but it's stupid. So I'm gonna go over the uh, final standings in each group here. If I can find it, it's been very difficult to find these things. So, standings in each group. Obviously, we know the blue group. Uh, Canada, Iroquois, USA, Israel, England. <clears throat> the interesting one, though, is in the yellow group. Netherlands, Serbia, Ireland. Serbia gets dropped down. Now, I believe Serbia's one loss was against Ireland. 
if I'm not correct. Well, okay. Yeah, the one loss was to Ireland. They beat everybody else. Ireland, their one loss was to the Netherlands. While they move up there. Serbia. Obviously. Beat the Netherlands. Serbia does not. Serbia could not have gone. Into the championship bracket. Because they are an affiliate member. Of world lacrosse. Not a full member yet. And I, I, I don't really know exactly what makes it you a full member. I do know that most. When you look at like the list of full members and associate members, most of the time, the full mem- the full members have a men's a women's field and a box program and possibly U nineteen program. So, I I don't know exactly what makes you an affiliate and a full member, but it it you know it holds you back. And we saw the same thing with uh, Puerto Rico in the uh, Women's U19 Championships. Uh, Puerto Rico could have gone all the way. Um, I mean, I think they would have beaten, uh, who is it, Canada, Iroquois. I think they would have beaten both those teams. Um, I mean, they were a fantastic team. I think they would have competed with the U.S. in that championship game, but they couldn't be in the championship bracket because you're an associate member. Uh, Same thing happened with them at the men's championship last year as well. Uh, they had a very good run, and they you no know, just they couldn't go past it. And those teams cannot finish uh, higher than ninth in this tournament. So, whatever. Moving on to the uh, green group here. Czech Republic takes it uh, first overall. They're f- uh, undefeated, four and zero. Germany second, Slovakia, Scotland, Mexico. Mexico is actually playing right now, giving Austria a run for their money. Um, Orange group, Finland, Australia, Austria. Finland undefeated. I should mention Sweden and Costa Rica to round out there. Then yellow group, I'll go over this one again. Netherlands 3-1, Serbia 3-1, Ireland 3-1. Hong Kong 1-3, Switzerland uh, did not win any games 0-4. So that's what things look like. It's very confusing <laughs> how they have this bracket set up, but that's the World Championships here. Um, and yeah, so technically, Iroquois Canada uh, getting ready for that rematch, really. And then a, a, a couple of games like <clears throat> to look out for um, in this. In this first uh, championship bracket, so Czech Republic Netherlands should be a fairly decent game. Netherlands a first time, uh, uh, first time being here. Czech Republic obviously big box across country. They have a fantastic offense. Love watching them. Love watching the Czechs play any 
uh, an eagle cross at that. Uh, England and Finland, I think Finland should absolutely... I don't know if they will... I don't know if it will be like when England played USA or Iroquois or Canada where they just get routed. Um, but Finland is a very good team, and I wouldn't be surprised. Um, I, I, I I actually believe it will probably be USA, Iroquois, Finland, Canada in the semifinals. And then I should mention, like, as these these games go on... <clears throat> Like, obviously, the winner of the championship bracket will be the first place. Loser will be the second place. And then I believe it's, like, whatever seed is higher <laughs> um, in the semifinals. The loser of those semifinals, whichever seed is higher, I believe, um, goes in there. And they have, like, a... Uh, because they have a, a loser's bracket, basically. Oh, yeah, they have a loser, loser's bracket for 5th and 6th place. So the losers of those go in there. And it, it, it just becomes a big, not a mess, but it, it becomes very confusing. Now, in the other bracket, a couple games to watch for here. Austria, Mexico, that one's going on right now as as we speak here, and it's it, it's a good one. Um, let me check that real quick. Um, Mexico, I believe, was was leading when I first started recording. They are Mexico's leading six to four at the half. Against Austria, the one that would play Serbia, um, that's uh, no Germany. Uh, the the second game here, Sweden Switzerland. I think it should be Sweden. That Sweden Germany game should be fairly good. Um, I expect them to win. Beat Switzerland. They've not won a game yet. Um, Slovakia Costa Rica. I expect Slovakia to win. That one should be a good one against Ireland, Scotland, and Hong Kong. Uh, whichever one of that wins there should be a good one against Australia. Now, moving on to what everyone wants to talk about. Canada's 19-12 to victory over the Iroquois Nationals night, last night <clears throat> to cap off pool play in the blue group. I'm going to start off by saying this. Like, the officiating... I know everyone wants to talk about the officiating and how the officiating, you know, decided this game. And I've even seen uh, Iroquois guys and, and Canada guys alike say, you know, it was called consistently both ways for the most part. There were some question, questionable calls near the end that, I mean, you could hear... The broadcasters, uh, Jake Elliott and Brandon Astle, both saying, like, okay, that's, okay, that kind of hit is not a penalty. If it was egregious, okay, Uh, but at least they're calling it consistently. Now, these officials in this entire tournament have been an absolute embarrassment. 
So I'll just say that. It was embarrassing. It was soft. And yeah, there were real penalties called. But a lot of them you would not see called in the NLL or in Canadian Summer Lacrosse. And when you have two teams full of NLLers and guys that play in the leagues in, in, uh, in the summer, you should call it, I understand it's an international tournament, different rules and everything like that, but call it like it would be called. Let the guys, you know, fight it out on the field, on the floor. It's ridiculous. Now, getting into the game here, <clears throat> Canada really, and the defining factor for this one was the goaltenders. And, I mean, that that's said a lot, but really it, it was. The, the goalie depth for Canada is just so deep. I mean, you have Dylan Ward as your starter, Mike Poulin as your backup, Christian Del Bianco as your third guy. I think all three of those guys, certainly Ward and Poulin, and Del Bianco's on his way up now. I mean, I think all three of those guys, potential, if not already, future uh, Hall of Famers in the Canadian Lacrosse Hall of Fame and the NLL Hall of Fame when they get that thing revamped again. So just having that depth that the Iroquois don't have with, as you remember, Doug Jamison went down. They're dressing the third-string goalie as a runner in case they need him because he, he, he can I can't remember who it is, but they can, he can play uh, a little offense out there. But the depth at goalie for Canada just absolutely killed the Iroquois and really kept them fresh, kept that defense fresh all game long because you saw Dylan Ward play that first half. Phenomenal performance from him on the uh, Iroquois side. Warren Hill played absolutely stellar in that first half. I thought both of them put it on the line and really for as many goals as we saw in that first half, it was a defensive battle for the most part. And you, I mean, the fights in the middle of the floor for the ball, and it, it, it was a beautiful game to watch. Then going into that second half, Canada, they put Mike Poulin in there. Okay. Wonder how he's going to do. He hasn't played, and I don't think he played against England the night prior, uh, but Ward didn't, hadn't played really since believe he I don't think he's played since they played US besides maybe a quarter or two. So <clears throat> you 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 look at that, you say, okay, is Mike Poulin, is he gonna continue this this streak here for the Canadian defense? And he does. Absolutely. And the fourth quarter makes the save of the tournament. I mean absolutely just crushes it. The Poulin wall as they say, he was just on a net, on another level, and Canada was able to. I can't remember what the actual uh, stats were, but I, I believe they were both in the in the fifties or near the fifties. Um, I know Canada was well into the fifties. Iroquois may have been in the fifties as well in terms of shooting. I didn't think there was a team that could outshoot the Iroquois. Canada proved me wrong. Like I, like I knew this was gonna be a game like that, but they proved me so wrong. Like, 
Like, I thought, you know, okay, Iroquois might outshoot them by, you know, 9, 10, maybe 5. Canada just straight up outshot the Iroquois so much. And their power play, I, I don't know the exact statistics on how many they converted. But the, every, it seemed like every power play, the ball was just going back to the net, going back to the net. And the same can be said for uh, the Iroquois, especially in that first half. Um, to end the first half there, when you had Robert Church get ejected uh, for his high hit, I uh, can't remember who it was on for the Iroquois, but they were they were th- they were five on three for at least a minute, and yeah, they put that one. I mean, they they just buried that one past uh, the Hogan Anico just buried that one past Dylan Ward uh, right on the inside, just short side, just puts it right in there, and then you had Randy Stotts uh, score. That next one on the power uh, score. That next one on the power play. Then right at the end of the power play, there was they had about eight seconds left after that power play ended in the half, and Randy Stotts just just puts a puts a laser in past uh, in the goal with three seconds left in the half, and I mean that was really the last cry of the Iroquois that you saw um, in terms of like going on a big run and gaining a ton of momentum. Um, <clears throat> Canada went on multiple runs in that second half, including a six-goal run in the final, like, ten minutes of the game. And, I mean, that's where a couple of those, you know, ticky-tack penalties were. And I, I think a lot of people took that as, oh, the refs are helping Canada here. And, and I, I even said, you know, oh, and you could even hear them saying it on the broadcast. They were saying, you know, th- these guys are flown in from all over the world. You know, I don't. I don't know exactly where those guys were from that were refing the game, um, but it, it it wasn't the prettiest officiating job, especially down the stretch there as well. Um, the Iroquois, no missing Lyle Thompson, and I mean you just have to wonder if they have Lyle Thompson, if they have Doug Jamison, because I don't even know I don't even know if he's suited up or not. It didn't look like he did for, uh, I don't know, you know what, I think he might have, but he didn't play. If they would have played Doug Jamison in goal in that second half, which, I mean, Warren Hill was doing fine, so you didn't need, and he's not a bad goaltender at all, so you didn't need to, you didn't really need to flip him. Um, but you got to wonder, if, if you have Lyle Thompson in this game, like, how different is it? And they also lost Thomas Hogarth to what looked like, Another knee injury for him, and just you hate to see it. Such a, such a fantastic player go down like that. He's just, just getting started in his, you know what he's been able to do last year in the NLL with the Buffalo Bandits, and then this year, uh, well, this tournament with the Iroquois, and he's just been so, so good for them, and and you hate to see that happen. Um, <clears throat> I I think that kind of took a hit as well. Having a hoagie go down and it just, I I I really do it come. I think it comes down to the depth of Canada and just like like they had they had Mark Matthews in there and he hadn't played in a few games and you know they put him back in the lineup and he just absolutely just took over. Curtis Dixon would take over for a few seconds there, a few minutes there, and it was just a. 
it was just a very well played game from Canada and it was nineteen to twelve, but that was not a nineteen twelve game. And I think everyone who watched the game, everyone who had played in the game, was involved in the game in any way, knows that was not a nineteen to twelve game. That felt like a one that felt like a one, a two, a three goal win for Canada. I mean it really did feel like they edged that one out there at the end. Uh and that six goal run really did help them there and Warren Hill just got tired. You could see the legs on the Iroquois were just just got tired. And really that depth and and goal was an absolute game changer for Canada in terms of helping them get this win and just just putting it away down the stretch. Now, um <clears throat> gonna cap off this show here talking about the US team. Um they have Matt Lambeau back. They have who else? Matt Dunn back. They have Connor Kelly back. They annihilated England last night. Uh, very, very decisive win. Just absolutely took over. Um, and what was great to see was uh, finally, and I know it's against England, and it's uh, it's not against Canada. It's not against the Iroquois, but and it's it's not against an opponent of that caliber, but. It was good to see the Americans finally have some depth on the offensive side of the ball. They have not had that in this tournament very much. Uh, Gail Thorpe, Reggie Thorpe's son, recent draft pick to the New York Flip Tide, going to be playing for his dad uh, this year. Reggie Thorpe, head coach of USA and the New York Flip Tide. Um, he played fantastic. <laughs> like, And I know it's against England, and I'm going to say that a lot, but it's... You know, he he played fantastic. They were getting him involved. I think he had a he had a tournament high for uh, the U.S. I think he had five goals. I mean, it was insane. Um, then you saw Matt Lambeau and Connor Kelly and Matt Dunn, all three guys coming off a P.O.L. championship with the Whip Snakes, and uh, you know, putting you know, contributing on the offensive end. You know, getting it done in transition, and on. I mean. I mean, it, it it was good to see that. And it wasn't all Kieran McCardle. It wasn't all Blaze Rude. And, yeah, those guys got involved. But, honestly, it wasn't that. I mean, and, and they kept on talking about it on the broadcast. Like, Joe Vesateris does not have a goal. Like, he didn't have a goal till I believe, like, the late in the third. And he's been a guy that's really been contributing on this team, uh, he had a couple second assists and things like that, but he wasn't really doing that much um, for this team uh, in, in that game. And granted, he didn't need to, but it was just funny to see that. And it was good to see the uh, uh, USA finally have some depth that they can lean on on the offensive end and really, you know, and I, I think even though you saw them kind of do that against England, I think it's going to help them down the stretch uh, here in this championship bracket. You know, in that quarterfinal game with whoever they get um, <clears throat> between whoever they get in there. Um, and then obviously in the semifinals, which will be against the Iroquois. Um, yeah, so 
against the Czech Republic or Netherlands, that'll help them there. And then against the Ukraine, that'll help them. I certainly don't think they will win that game by any means. Um, but good to see some depth being brought to that team. Still some goaltender um, and defensive woes. I might add that they need to figure out. And uh, not many uh, good... Well, I don't want to say good, but not not many... You don't have the kind of goaltenders or defensemen in box or cross here in the States that you find playing for Canada or for Iroquois. Um, it's, I mean, it's just simple as that. I mean, there are other teams that, uh, in this tournament that I've watched that have, like, homegrown guys in cage, um, and homegrown guys, you know, stepping up on the defensive end. And a lot of teams here have some input players mixed in with some homegrown guys, and, and that's all fine and everything. You see that in really every international sport. Um, but a lot of these guys, I'm like, man, they are. Like, some of these Czech guys, some of these Finnish guys, I mean, they are, they're just better than the U.S. It's, it's not even, it's not even, um, a question, certainly on the defensive end. Um, that is, that's gonna do it for the show today. As always, lacrossebucket.com. Check out that, uh, we have coverage from, Every single day of the WILC as it unfolds in Langley, British Columbia. Again, thanks for listening. LacrosseBucket.com, where it's always lacrosse season.